Um, so, uh, oh, joke. Dan's not here this week, so well, he might he might rock up eventually. I don't know. He's he's in a he's been stuck in a meeting all day because we have jobs. Like we have other jobs that we do aside from this. Um, so okay, <clears throat> I'm gonna have to do this by myself for the time being. Joke. Let me think of a joke. Okay. Uh, what do you call a cheap circumcision? What do you call it, Pete? A rip-off. Get it? Because he's... <sighs> Whatever. Attack commences in 60 seconds. Welcome to the Game On AUS podcast episode 59 and feeling fine. I know that's what Dan would say if he was here. He might rock up. Who knows? If he gets out of this meeting early. You said you said you were going to be out of it. Anyway, um... Thursday, the 30th of November. Wow, Christmas on the other side of today. That's insane. We're that bloody close. Top three to get to. Oz Comic Con cancelled in Australia. We are disgusted. Bungie promises to do better. We'll find out what they're talking about. EA is wiped of $3 billion. You know it's got something to do with the loot box, but exactly what? Well, we'll tell you. Uh, We're going to be delving into the game on AUS Community and their responses to an amazing post during the week that mentioned describing a video game as bad as you can. Got you in my sights. Should be in there somewhere in the retro pick of the week. Let's do this. I'm ready to go. Are you ready to go, anybody? Yeah, I wouldn't be if I was here. Hello and welcome to the Game on AUS podcast on this sunny Thursday in Perth. It is the 30th of November as we record this at about uh, 1 o'clock Australian Western Standard Time. My name is Pete. Usually Dan would be sitting across from me, but unfortunately isn't here at the moment. He's in the building, but he's been stuck in meetings all day. We have uh, other jobs that we actually do aside from this. This isn't our full-time job as much as that would be awesome. But uh, anyway, um, we've got some thank yous as usual. PLE Computers, you absolute beauties for being our tech sponsor, uh, Blue Planet PR, um, just champions for all the great talent and uh, stuff that they send our way um, for interviews and also the prizes they send our way every now and again to give away. Speaking of prizes, 1,000 member mark, uh, I will have more details on exactly what it is we are going to be giving away to the members on the Facebook page. And this is the thing, like we're not... It's not going to be one of those like and shares and bring more people. No, we want to reward the people who have joined us so far. You who have joined us so far. So this prize is going to be for the 1,005, I mean, you know, we'll go with the weekend, 1,005 members who are on the Facebook page at this point in time. Just as a little way to say thank you. But uh, yes, this week, between this week and next week, um, we will have all of the prizes sorted and finalized and it will be one big Christmas sack of gaming goodness. So looking forward to that. Uh, all the usuals, gameonaus.com. Plenty of stories up there for you to go and check out and opinions. Um, as we speak, we're actually working on a Star Wars Battlefront 2 review piece. Uh, thanks to EA. 
who have kindly sent us that out to review, even with the amount of shit that we have given that game the past uh, couple of months or so. So, uh, yes, <clears throat> looking forward to that. Um, the game on AUS Facebook page is banging along, as I mentioned, 1,005 there. Plus, there's the closed groups, God Mode, and also Destiny 2 Clan, and the Destiny 2 Clan at Bungie Net as well is ticking along nicely. All right. Let's get right into it, uh, considering it's just me. I will try to do this as best I can. We're going to start with the top three things, and cannot bloody believe it, Oz Comic Con has been bloody cancelled. Absolutely disgusting. Considering that we gave away tickets to this earlier in the week, earlier in the year, rather, we gave away tickets to this, I, I can't believe that we're not going to get it. So this is, this is the deal, all right? Now, don't be outraged or freaked out too much across the country because it's only certain states that aren't getting it, right? So uh, on Tuesday, Oz Comic Con dropped this on their Facebook page. Here are the details for Oz Comic Con 2018. 2018, we'll see three killer Oz Comic Con events. Melbourne, 9th and 10th June, Melbourne Convention Exhibition Centre. Brisbane, 22nd and 23rd of September, Brisbane Convention Exhibition Centre. Sydney, 29th and 30th of September, International Convention Centre. Now, as you would have known from this year, usually there would be Adelaide and uh, Perth dates before that. Oz Comic Con strives to make the very best events we can for our fans to celebrate their love for pop culture. Our Perth and Adelaide fans are some of our most passionate fans in Australia. You are what makes the events so fun. However, recently we have felt the events have not reached the high standards that we aspire to, nor to the expectations that you have. It is with this in mind that we have made the decision to no longer deliver Oz Comic Con in Perth and Adelaide. The championships of cosplay will continue with a presence in Adelaide and Perth as part of the national event and the official Australian leg of the Quest for the Crown global competition. We will have more news on this in January 2018. We want to thank our Perth and Adelaide for your support over the past years. It has been an absolute pleasure to bring the events to life with you, Oz Comic Con team. I'm pretty sad about this, particularly with the line that says, uh, we have felt that the events have not reached the high standards that we aspire to. Now, I don't quite know what that means, but that is almost like they're having a little bit of a dig at uh, the people who run the events on behalf of them. And you know what? That's volunteers right around the country. And that's a little bit rough, if you ask me. I think it starts at the top. And at the top is where the uh, where the responsibility should lie. So, you know, I, I think there's a few questions to be asked there. Um, this was off the back of heaps of rumours that Oz Comic Con was planning to scale back its convention schedule. And that's kind of what we expected anyway, given the state of play around the country. You know, the economy's in the shit at the moment. Uh, everybody's sort of tightening their belts a little bit. It's no surprise that Adelaide and Perth are the ones to be taken off uh, this whole thing. Good to see that the cosplaying championship will still come to town. Um, that is all pretty cool. But as for details of that, we don't have them yet. But uh, as soon as we do have those details, we will bring them to you. You can be assured. Now, Bungie promises to do better. This is our second story of the top three news that you need to know. This is oh, very close to the uh, the DLC, Curse of Osiris, coming out very soon. This from Kotaku. In a lengthy blog post today, Bungie outlined future content plans for Destiny 2, including a new tier of weapons, private matches for player versus player battles, and better rewards for strikes, adventures, and lost sector. S- lost sectors. I'd like to see that. I mean, I, 
I don't know what they mean by that. Better rewards for strikes, adventures, and lost sectors. I got to admit, I'm enjoying it. I'm really loving Destiny Two. I'm not having an issue with it. Um, I don't quite know where the majority of this um, pain from the community is coming from, but I'm thinking it's quite good. The private matches are good. I'm enjoying the player versus player. The PvP is fantastic. And you know what? I, as far as I'm concerned, four v four works. You know, maybe you could add, add a fifth. Um, the maps, the maps are designed well around 4v4. You know, there's enough of you to get around it without being too cluttered. There's enough of you to set up strategy um, without dying every two or three seconds. I think they've actually done a really good job of balancing 4v4 quite well. Tier of New tier of weapons is going to be interesting to see. Um, a lot of old favorites I hope that they bring back. Be nice to see Gallahorn. I think it would be really nice to see Gallahorn. Um, but better rewards for strikes, adventures, and lost sectors... Yeah, I don't know. I think the rewards coming out of those uh, are actually pretty well balanced as well. Um, if anything, I, I think we need to go backwards a little bit. I think we're we're getting rewarded too much. I mean, the the rate with which exotics drop, my God, how can you even call them exotics anymore? They're just, I don't know, they're just yellow legendaries, in my opinion. Um the blog post, attributed to the Destiny dev team and introduced by directors Luke Smith and Chris Barrett, comes after weeks of anger from the Destiny 2 community and offers a ton of specific details on what's coming and when it will arrive. We know it's frustrating when there isn't enough of a dialogue with the development team, the pair wrote. You have our commitment that we're going to do a better job going forward. Smith and Barrett also addressed a widespread fan complaints that Destiny 2's endgame had left them cold, signaling that they sympathise with those who miss the grind. Going forward... Ah, you know what? This is interesting. Those who miss the grind. In a way, I miss the grind. Um, it's funny. I, I almost feel like they, as I mentioned before, went too far with pulling the grind back a little bit. Now, this is <clears throat> this is not present in the examples of, uh, of what you have to do with um, exotic quests past finishing the Leviathan raid and stuff like that, especially when you have to finish the raid half a dozen times oh, that's a bit of an exaggeration but you know destiny 2 players will know exactly what i'm getting at especially if you've gone through that nick holland shout out to you mate because you know it all um but yes yeah, signaling that they sympathize with those who miss the grind i i do miss the grind to an extent not to the extent of the original destiny i think the grind was ridiculous when you would be going through raids and if you were lucky to get decent drops more often than not they would drop below the light level that you were chasing um, going forward, they continue to say, Destiny 2's post-launch game systems, features, and updates are being designed specifically to focus on and support players who want Destiny to be their hobby. Their hobby. Gaming is hobby. I mean, I would I would much rather that be for Destiny to be their, I don't know, their career, I guess, if you could even make a career out of it. But anyway, uh, the game they return to and a game where friendships are made. You're never going to get that in PvP. That's salty as fuck. Uh, they wrote, We want Destiny to be a game that fits into your life, providing you with reasons to log in and play with your friends, clans, and families. We want Destiny to be a world you want to be a part of. I This is great. I think this is fantastic with your friends, clans, and families. I mean, you know what? The clan aspect of it in particular, and I've seen this with the Destiny 2 clan for game on AUS, um, there is a real sense of friendship and family around it. Um, and it's it's great to see everybody chatting in the clan, posting things up in the clan on Facebook, and then also um, discussing, you know, when would be a great time to do Nightfall, and can somebody help me out? We need a sixth for raid, uh, all that sort of stuff. I, I think it's really good. It's it's 
it's really well done in terms of providing that link between strangers who just like to play games together. Um, and the, you know, reasons to log in and play with your friends uh, and families. Yeah, look, I'm, I have a wife and a daughter. Um, not going to be playing families on Destiny anytime too soon. But the one thing that I will say about that is I would like to see Destiny at least go a particular way towards um, not feeling like you're going to be left behind too much if you don't have the hours to pump into it like somebody else without a family. And I think that uh, they actually do not a bad job of it. Um, The ones who want to grind the hours out hardcore are well into already having three characters at 3.05. I have only just gotten my first character, which is a Titan, to 300. Um, but that suits me. I, you know, with the original Destiny, I only had the one character. I never worked on any others as well as a warlock in that one. I'm quite happy with um, with just the one character and and being the one of the titans for the team when it comes to raiding. So um, that's how I tend to play because yes, I have the family and the full time job as well. Um, these are some of the new features that are going to be implemented on December five with the launch of the upcoming downloadable content Curse of Osiris. Others will go live on December twelve, and a few more will be available in January. So. If you've uh, purchased or pre-purchased Curse of Osiris, it's going to be a staggered progression in terms of their release. So one new addition will be Masterwork Weapons, which the studio says will have stat trackers, random, re-rollable stat bonuses, unique item tooltips, and item details screens. These are essentially elite versions of legendary purple weapons, and Bungie says you'll be able to upgrade current legendaries to Masterworks or just find them in the wild. Raid, Trials of the Nine weapons, um, apparently throughout the raid and Trials of the Nine are going to have very high chance to be masterworks. Bungie is also adding armor ornaments as a more permanent version of cosmetic customization, allowing players to deck out their character's gear without worrying about consuming shaders. I like that. That's kind of giving back to the community. I think that's great. That's supportive of the community playing your game. I think that's really good. Zer is going to start selling three of coins again. I saw a fair bit of this being dropped. Uh, Chris Inglis dropped it, and uh, a bit from Nick Holland as well in the game on AUS Destiny 2 Clan closed group on Facebook. Um, Three of coins coming back. Bit of a simpler version this time, uh, as well as an item called Fated Engram that turns into an exotic that you don't currently own. How cool is that? Fated Engram. So you could literally just keep farming your faded engrams. If you're a collector, if you just want to collect one of each one, uh, this is a great opportunity for you to be able to do that so a little bit easier. A better emote interface is en route, allowing players to equip salty, spicy ramen, six-shooter, and flip-out all at the same time. Awesome. Bungie says it's prioritizing private matches and ranked PvP for launch in 2018. We already knew private matches were coming. But this is the first that we've heard of ranked mode. Ranked PvP is easily the most requested feature for hardcore competitive players. The controversial XP system will be changed once again. This has been controversy, hasn't it? Because we know that um, after a little bit of digging, the community figured it out that the XP system was staggered. So the longer you were grinding out XP for in a particular way, the less you would get over time. So it would take you longer to grind out XP towards the particular end game that you were chasing. Now, they did go ahead and uh, remodel it after everybody lost their shit. The only thing is, when they remodeled it, they doubled the XP turnover in terms of leveling up. So, (laughs) they haven't staggered it again. They've taken the staggering away, so you still get the same amount of XP, but it's still going to take you just as long as if it was staggered anyway. 
It's just a different way of doing it. They said, we already see that the newly adjusted 160k XP per level value means that leveling is too slow for some activities, and we've begun the process of collecting data and recalibrating XP earn rates to improve them as quickly as possible. There are other granular details in Bungie's blog post, but perhaps most noteworthy is the studio acknowledging its communication issues and promising to do better. The future. Going forward, we plan to continue this dialogue as openly and frequently as possible. This will be an ongoing process, but one that we are committed to. This week, we'll be publishing a new episode of the Bungie podcast where we will sound off on the current state of Destiny 2, how we think about our communication challenges, and what it takes to update the game in the wild. You'll be able to listen on both Apple and Android devices. Thank you for playing, for being passionate about the Destiny 2 experience, and for working with us as we look to continuously improve our game and studio communication. So there you go. There's a little bit of an update regarding the changes that are coming to Destiny. And of course, remember, the 5th of December, we start seeing Curse of Osiris content. 12th of December is the really big drop. All right, final bit of news. Uh, The third one in our top three. EA loses $3 billion in stock value after Battlefront 2 debacle. Now, there's a lot to this because I have been doing my research into exactly what this means because a lot of people have gone, suck it, EA. We'll stick it to you, EA, all that sort of stuff. They haven't really lost a great deal. If you go back 12 months... At this point in time, 12 months ago, they are still ahead in terms of the dollar value per share on the price of the company. So this is what the story goes on to say. GameRevolution.com released this. EA is feeling the burn after the gaming community as a whole rebelled against the microtransaction model in Star Wars Battlefront 2. EA debuted an aggressive loot box system in Battlefront 2, a gash upon machine with shooter elements, which tied in-game progression to premium currency transactions that cost real money. Electronic Arts' stock is down 8.5% month-to-date, which equates to around $3.1 billion in losses. Now, you have to understand, for those of you that don't know much about shares, yes, they are losses, but they are losses wiped off the face of the value of the company. They're not assets. They're not liquid money. They're not uh, cash flow or anything like that. It's just the pure face value of the company. So the only thing it really affects is the share value or the price per share. EA's December quarter sales forecast was fairly optimistic when it came out on October 31. Baird analyst Colin Sebastian rated the stock with an outperform rating and $130 price target per share. Well, as of right now, it's trading at $109.47 a share after hitting a low of $106.91 per share today. This is in the last 24 hours. After social media and Reddit were flooded with negative posts about Battlefront 2, including EA's uh, <laughs> account getting the most downvoted comment of all time. I think it's up past 600,000 now or something. It seems like sales of the game aren't meeting expectations. UK physical copy sales are down, and it's not even on the top 100 list of Amazon's best-selling games of the year. Come in. Hello, Dan. Hello. I thought I'd better get the ball rolling. Because we've only got until two o'clock, my dear friend. Uh, it's still going. I just, I guess, I just leave. Oh, you left. Yeah. You left for the sake of the podcast. Fuck yeah! You are fucking sensational, ladies and gentlemen, Dan Vandermeer. G'day. Hey. Hey. So, mate, just to bring you up to speed, yeah. and probably uh, good to bring everybody else up to speed as well. <clears throat> um, just to recount, uh, just going through all of our thank yous and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Did have a joke? Um, did you? Yes, I did. 
Was it good? Yeah, it was fucking Probably fantastic. better than mine. Fucking fantastic. Probably better than mine. Uh, top three has so far been Oz Comic Con cancelled. Oh. Yeah, for Perth and Adelaide. Oh, fuck off. Yeah, fuck off. Are you off. kidding? I'm not kidding. Why? Because uh, they didn't feel that the job was done good enough. That's pretty much how I'm reading through it anyway. Um, Bungie promises to do better. So they just oh, they've just released Destiny. a whole heap of things regarding Destiny Two, yeah. which we've just gone through. Um, we're just getting stuck into EA and losing three billion dollars off its share market value. Yeah, now we've talked about this briefly this morning in the madness, and um, you think there's more to it than just the it's, you can't just blame. It's not as bad as what they're reporting, right? It's not as bad as what they're reporting. But the reason why I'm saying that is because, and this is what I've just um, explained. Um, it's not as bad as what they're reporting because we have to keep in mind that this is stock. This is the face value of a company we're talking about here. Mm. Now, when you've got a company that is sitting, um, that their their target, like the the analysts were targeting them with Star Wars Battlefront Two being released at one hundred and thirty dollars per share. Yep. Right, and they're trading at one hundred and nine dollars. Yeah. Right now, this is this is after hitting a low in the last twenty four hours of one hundred and six point nine. Yeah. Right. So the the mere fact that they're bouncing around about that figure, they're still up well above one hundred dollars a share. You know, so so for me, yes, they've wiped three point one billion dollars off the face of the company. Yeah. But it's not all hands on deck because it's not. It's just the face value of the company. It's not liquid asset. All right. Pop quiz, hot shot. All right. Would EA do what they did with Battlefront Two again if they had the choice? Oh fuck no. No, definitely not. You learn from your mistakes. Um, <laughs> so so um, I think the naysayers and the headline grabbers will write about it being all Battlefront 2's fault, but you're suggesting that it's... I'm, no, no, it's Battlefront 2's fault. Yeah. I'm saying it's not battle stations yet, <clears throat> if you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Like people are, people are uh, making headlines out of this as if the sky is falling. Yeah, yeah. You gotta understand that this is a com- to put this into perspective, this is a company that in the last <clears throat> twelve to eighteen months has made um over three quarters of a billion dollars yeah. out of ultimate team yeah, in yeah, FIFA yeah. alone. One game, yeah. Right? Net revenue. Yeah. So, you know, to put that in to, into perspective, yeah. in the last eighteen months, they made they made enough money to downplay a third of those losses. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? So yeah. we're, we're not talking about this company being wiped off the face of the earth. Well, um, are they... They're the biggest company in the world in gaming, aren't they? Oh, look, You'd have to think. They're up I don't there. know. I, the, think, I think Blizzard... I actually think Blizzard pips them. And the reason really? why... Yeah, yeah. And the reason Rockstar? No, nah, oh, Rockstar would be up there as well. The reason why I think Blizzard pips them is because Blizzard's main focus is massively multiplayer online battle arenas. And strat games. So we're talking Diablo. We're talking World of Warcraft. We're talking um, Starcraft yeah. One and Two. Yeah. So you o, know, I mean, Starcraft o, Overwatch. Overwatch. Right. Starcraft is <laughs> that wasn't the, my O face, by the way. If this o. Is, is oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> excuse me. Um, and you know they've got uh, Destiny Two on their um, Blizzard Net app. Yeah. Right? yeah so yeah. the interface is is for Destiny Two as well. Yeah. So, you know, you keep in mind when you think about those IPs, right? I mean, that is a massive player base out there. Actually, you can't discount. And a subscript, subscribed player base. You can't discount how important IP is to a gaming company. Oh, Can you imagine Rockstar without GTA? I mean, they'd have Red Dead. Could but, you imagine Nintendo without Mario? Well, that's exactly right. Legend of Zelda. Exactly. You know, Mario, like Nintendo, you know, the other ones sort of share IPs around and... Um, 
yes, Grand Theft Auto is a is a classic example of an IP that's very unique. But in terms of the way the game is built and the way the game plays out, yeah. it's it's not unique, right? And that goes the same for things like um, like Super Mario and like uh, Mario Kart and stuff. You yeah. know, there are other races out there, but you, but. Sorry, you go. The IPs, yep. I reckon Nintendo has the most, in terms of brand awareness, Nintendo's got the most valuable IPs in the world. Yep. Do you think when, and I'm, this I, this is too complicated a question to answer without any notice, Pete, but I'm just going to put it to you. Do you think Rare would, would be bigger than what they are now had they fought harder for the IP for Goldeneye? Bear in mind, they probably couldn't have got it because it was a movie franchise to tie in. In terms of what, though? In terms of monetary value, player base? What? Yeah, well, I mean, Rare... Or are you talking about just holistically? Just Rare. Would Rare be... I don't see Rare as much of a player anymore in, in the gaming world. And it's that, not. And that a, happens, right? Yeah, that, that happens. That, you know, companies dissolve and stuff. I mean, but, look, you look at Capcom, for example. Capcom was, yeah. throughout the 90s... Oh, mate. ...was one of the Massive. biggest in the world. And now, where are they? And I wonder... Do you reckon Goldeneye, again, a rhetorical, you know, um, pie in the sky type question, but do you reckon Goldeneye would have been as big had it not been about James Bond? Because the game was the, probably the best game I've ever played. But I, and I, and, and to put, to turn on its head again, I actually avoided playing it because I fucking hated James Bond at the time. See, I think it was a perfect storm. And for me, the reason why I say that is that they, uh, in a way, when GoldenEye 007 came out, it was the same to the previous previous versions of GoldenEye mm. that Daniel Craig was to Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, I agree. Right? So it was a perfect storm. All of a sudden, you had a revamped James Bond, mm. a younger James Bond, a more suave James Bond, mm. a more modern and current James more Bond. More manly James Bond. More manly Bond. James. Right. You know, like... Um, and I think the the popularity of GoldenEye 007 in theatres, because it was a massive movie at the time, yeah, it was, yeah. um, also swung in favour of the fact that they built this great shooter around it as well. Oh, and you know, that game, this, I mean, we've talked about this before, but that was the perfect tie into a movie. Like, you you play the game and you're in the movie. Absolutely. What bloody love about it. Absolutely. Um, and, 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 and. Actually, I've probably answered my own question there, Pete, because you think about Perfect Dark, which came out afterwards, and it wasn't as big. I mean, it wasn't, no, I don't it think wasn't. as good a game. But anyway. you know what? In the, like, it wasn't as big, but in the long run, Perfect Dark has actually been one that has been critically acclaimed mm. for years, you know? Yeah. I mean, you, it's fun to play still. It is fun to play still. Um, <laughs> it's, it's fun to play still, yes. It'd be even more fun if you didn't have to use the same old batshit controls that, <laughs> that you did on the Nintendo 64. <laughs> Far out, mate. I, I um, bought a, a, for those of you who check out twitch.tv slash pdpowerup, um, and also twitch.tv slash flaktestgaming, you're going to see this episode on a Thursday night uh, from next week. Um, I'm going to be doing retro games. Yep. And I bought a, I wanted to keep it authentic because a few people said, why don't you just get emulators? I don't want to play with emulators. I want you to play. Get, yeah. I want to be authentic and use the controls, right? And the audience that so far has gotten a real kick out of that. Mm-hmm. And, um... So I've got an, an AV to HDMI converter, oh, and it yeah. works. Works good. Yeah. Um, but I was playing things like Duke Nukem. Oh, in, in old school? In, in old school on the Nintendo 64. Um, and you know what? Great games, but I still struggle in terms of going, how the fuck was I so good at this <laughs> back in the day? Because yeah. when you're moving around with the joystick and you're strafing and toggling and aiming with the yellow C buttons, yeah. it's, a, it's a head fuck. Well... 
listen here, young man, just sit down there in your little fucking right, soapbox. All right, Dad. And think about the struggle I had from going from one or two buttons on a joystick yeah. to eight. But all you had to do was use... Oh, yeah, no, I suppose, yeah. I had... Well, I had that as well because... Oh, bullshit. That, you no, started with the Nintendo... Fuck you, off. The Nintendo Entertainment the System was, was two buttons. Two it was buttons. an A and B. Yeah. Then the SNES was um, A, B, X, and Y. And then the you've got A and B and the four C buttons plus the Z and the two shoulder buttons as well. Yeah, for, fair enough. All right, I'll give you that. SNES had shoulder buttons as well, but did yeah yes the bumpers didn't they? Yeah, That's did. right. So um, <laughs> it was, that was you know I've never actually thought about that until now, but that was actually a big step, huge step. And um, actually it came and up a Z cause, trigger because I pulled out. Um, so people might have seen that I pull, finally pulled out the SNES Mini on the weekend. Yes, you did. And there's that meme going around about no wonder we struggle because they changed the bloody um, on that. On that particular controller, I think the A button is where the B button. No, the B button's where the A button I think is now. And like, no, but the thing is, they 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 weren't side by side horizontally anymore. Mm. They they're like the the triangle, square, X, and circle. And I fe- it affected me when I go to press what I thought of what I thought was the right button to to click yeah. through the next part of the um you know yeah. to start the game. Well, I find because I'm and sure I was going back. <laughs> I think the, what is it? The left one, left left middle is X, top is Y. Bottom is A and right middle is B, B, I think. And I I am so used to holding down the B button while jumping with A. Oh yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. So for a long time there I had to figure that out. Anyway. Yeah. Um so EA, I'll continue on with this. We're just talking about social media and it being downvoted. Um, Stifel analyst Drew Crumb commented that he was underwhelmed by sell through for Star Wars Battlefront two over the Black Friday weekend. However, even if the game had sold well, it's obvious EA was factoring heavily in microtransaction sales to generate most of the profit from the game. Now that those have been disabled, and they have, Mm. you and I are both playing it, uh, it's likely that lost revenue would make it a failure in EA's eyes no matter how many copies were sold. EA generated over $800 million in profits with microtransactions in 2016, mostly through purchases for Ultimate Team. Uh, That's from FIFA. When speaking about this in February this year, EA CGO, Blake Jorgensen. What's CGO stand for? Um, Chief Games Officer. Oh, yeah. Good one. Uh, Jorgensen told investors they intended to bring this mechanic to Battlefield and Battlefront. It looks like EA dipped a little too deep, though, and managed to bring concerns about loot boxes into the mainstream, finally. Politicians worldwide are getting involved with measures to curb predatory microtransactions and protect children from what is essentially gambling. I have been in touch with the Victorian... Oh, mate. Oh, who's old mate? The guy from the Victorian thing. So I did get a. I if you want to um, hear that out, you can check out the game on AUS Facebook page, gameonaus.com. There's a story there with um yes, because I did receive and last week's episode I read out because yeah. while we were doing the podcast I read out what yeah. I did receive from them. Um, also Queensland, uh, as of yesterday, I got in touch with our local racing, gaming, and liquor here in Perth. Check you out, eh? I want, mate. I want to know. Yeah. So they had heard a little bit of loot boxes, but they don't know much about them. So they needed examples. So I fired off a big email full of examples and all sort of stuff, brought them in on the story. They're going to check it out and get back to me. So it'll be interesting to see exactly Perth. Because the, the thing that I want to know is, by definition, in Perth, are loot boxes gambling? Because the thing that the guy in Victoria said was that because EA is a company who's based and housed overseas internationally, yeah. we may not be able to bring it under the jurisdiction of gambling, in yeah. particular for Victoria. Can I, just to cut you off a bit, can I, can we recreate your called racing and wagering? I'm going to be racing and wagering, all right? So, yes. Okay. Ring, ring. <laughs> racing and wagering. 
Yes, hello. Um, my name is Pete. I'm from the Game On AUS podcast. It's a gaming podcast here in Perth. How are you? Oh, great, Pete. How are you? Yeah, very well. Um, look, I was just wondering if there was anybody who I might be able to speak to about loot boxes. Uh, just one sec, Pete. What the fuck's a loot box? Someone! So, can we get back to you, Pete, on that? Yeah, sure, not yeah, a problem. Great. What's All your right. email address? Uh, it's da 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 da. Yeah, great. Thanks. Yeah. I'll be in touch. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> and then I got off the phone and I was like, Yes. Hey, cat. They're going to get back to me. <laughs> yeah. How good is that? Yeah. <coughs> and on the other end, it's like, All right, guys. What the fuck's a loot box? Yeah. And then the email <laughs> literally came through with, Can you explain more, please? Yeah. Um, the final part of this, this story. Uh, is that with this going on, it's obvious that EA's investors have gotten cold feet when it comes to the company's business practices. Um, really tough one, okay, because share prices can lift and fall on a dime. Yeah. Pardon the pun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this isn't over by a long shot. I think this is really sad. I think... Oh, look. Right. And I, I, would, like, I would like from here, because we're done with top three, but I would like from here to go into... This isn't a an official review just yet. That's still to come. Mm. But I'd like to discuss Star Wars Battlefront Two mm-hmm. now, having played it. So, yep. you've been playing through the multiplayer. I have not touched the campaign yet. Right, and I've been playing through the campaign. I have not touched the oh, multiplayer. Well, happy coincidence. So this works out very well. Yeah. Now I think that this whole thing, and I have gone off half cocked many. A t- you know I have. <laughs> you've been. Across Mate, the desk from me. I've seen you use the full cock. Too, so right. it's not, it's not, it's not, just, it's always hard. On the desk, cocks yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do this, EA. Come at me. Um, I've now had Star Wars Battlefront 2 for a week. Yep. Same. And I'm, I'm really sad about mm. this whole situation. And the reason why I'm really sad about it is because... And the game on AUS community who are playing Star Wars Battlefront 2, 95% of them echo these thoughts. Chris Inglis, I'm talking about you in particular. Mm. It is a genuinely beautiful game mm. and very good to play. And if you love Star Wars, from oh, the man. second you turn the hard. game on and you hear those sounds, yeah. you are you're just you're, there. you're transported. You're there. You're, there. you're there. Now, don't get me wrong, and I'll start with campaign first. There are a few issues that I've had with it. Yeah. All right. Um, you know, but these aren't these these are sort of personal things like uh, binding the the different moves in the game to keys that that work a little bit better ergonomically. Yeah. Um, other things, you know, are that um, sometimes I feel like the story's a little bit jumpy. Like there's a there's a moment where you go from um, Iden Verso to all of a sudden you're Luke Skywalker. Oh. Um, and you play through a, a little side quest as Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I got a phone call. Hang on. Hello, Peter speaking. Oh, bye. Bye. <laughs> Rankers. <laughs> fuck off. Aussie Protect. Who the fuck is Aussie Protect? Um, okay. Yeah, so the transition from playing the campaign part as Iden Verso into, into Luke Skywalker, yeah. it felt really clunky. And the other thing that I didn't like about it is... Um, it took me away from a story that I had started out with in regards to playing as Iden Verso and was starting to feel quite emotionally invested in. You know, you start out as Iden Verso uh, and 
you do some other bits and pieces, and then eventually you end up on Endor during the final battle, and mm. you look up, and bang, the Death Star disappears, and it's like, fuck, what do we do now? Mm. And you get to play through that side of it. And the thing that I really appreciated is they took a bit of a punt in terms of putting you in the shoes of what happened on the other side. We've always come at this from the Rebel Alliance. We've always been on the Rebels' side, Luke Skywalker's side, the power of the light side of the Force, right? This time, we're coming at at it from, hang on a sec, what would happen if we were actually on the other side and had to play through the campaign? And I don't think they've gone far enough. I think putting us back into Luke Skywalker's shoes, and you know what? Spoiler alert. Eventually, Iden Versio becomes part of the um, uh, Rebel Alliance. Mm. All right? So... And you know what? Being a Star Wars game and being Disney and all that sort of stuff, she's a main character that you play. It was going to happen. It was yeah. bound to happen that she would come across to the Rebel Alliance. It's just the way that Star Wars tends to go. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. However, um, I think that they could have taken a bigger punt and possibly to critical acclaim, given that the story that they've worked on is actually quite good, stay with the Empire and see her out through the Empire to see exactly what happens. Mm. Because I, the, the, the sort of key thing that I think a lot of people have missed, and I think that EA quite possibly have missed, um, or whether or not this was a discussion somewhere that they'd like to go with this, but it hasn't gotten that far, I think they've missed the fact that um, through the first sort of couple of missions, mm. you become quite emotionally invested in Iden Versio herself, mm. right? So you're not emotionally invested in the Empire, you're not emotionally invested in the Rebel Alliance. You're now inv- invested in Iden Versio, where you could actually go through the entire what it would be like to be on that side and not switch over to the Rebel Alliance. Yeah. Right. You know, like get, get 10, gotcha. 15 years down the track. You know what I mean? Like yeah. follow her story so throughout the lifetime. It's very thin, isn't it? It's very thin. No, Finn. Finn. Finn out of Star Wars. Out of, um, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, Same thing. It is. It's the same he's thing. on the Empire. You shouldn't support him, but you emotionally get attached to him, and then he, he crosses over. Right. Yeah. It's very, very Finn. Yeah. Uh, and in and so thin. saying, what I what I heard from you, Finn, <laughs> what I thought I heard, yeah. Um, yes, it is very Finn. Um, yeah, right. I will say one thing about the transition across to Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Um, as though it felt very, where the fuck has this come from? Mm-hmm. Um, there was a moment there where he pulls something out of a box. I'm not going to say too much for people who haven't played it, but those yeah. of you who are, who have, you know what I'm talking about. That actually made me go, oh. Whoa, yeah. Whoa. Because the other cool thing that they've done with the campaign mode is this is following a story yep. that takes a different trajectory from our main story. Yep. All right. So we're seeing things in between uh, The Last Jedi. Was it Last Jedi, Empire Strikes Back? Return of the Jedi. We're mm. seeing things in between Return of the Jedi and, and a new, Episode a new, 6. A New Order. No, was it? The New Order. New Order? God. Star no, Wars. Episode 7 is. Episode 7. Is far out. Oh, they're far really... out. This would be good. There yeah. are people listening to us Hang right on. now screaming at me. What are you? So you call yourself one of us. We're going to go from the beginning. Star Wars Episode 1, Phantom Menace. Yeah. Episode 2. Attack of the Clones. Episode 3. Revenge of the Sith. Yes. Very good. Episode 4 was A New Hope. A New Hope. Episode 5 was Return of Empire Strikes Back. 6 was Return Return of the Jedi. Jedi. 7 is... Oh, fuck. A New Order? I'll have to Google it. I've already got something Google. I think it is a New Order. Let's lock that in, Eddie. Let's uh, let's go Star Wars. Let's lock that in. I'm just going to Google Star Wars. Is it... Episode 7. A, a New Order. B, the same order. C... Oh, that's not... What? 
I am embarrassed to call myself. What is it? <laughs> the Force Awakens. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it started with an S, though. <laughs> oh, Jesus. For any Dumb and Dumber fans out there. Swan, 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 Samsonite. <laughs> so it was The Force Awakens. Yeah. What else was... So it's The Force Awakens. A New Order, I think, was the... Um, uh, Rebel One. Yeah. Oh, no, Rogue One. Rogue One. Yeah. Fucking hell. <laughs> what is happening to us? We're, we're tired at the end of the year. What is the next? What's the next one? What's the one we're coming out in? Uh, a new Jedi. Last Jedi. A new Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> a new Jedi. Can we just cut this? Hey, you, hey, you I said a new Jedi. What are you going to? What are you going to call this one? Hey, a you Jedi. Star, a new Jedi. <laughs> um, the last Jedi. The last Jedi. Yes. And then there's oh geez, there's others. Han I think Solo, we've shown. I think we've shown enough form in there to, to for people to think it's just a brain fade rather than uh, when. Yes, numbers, I agree. You yeah, know, couldn't agree more. Yeah. So, um, yes, look, the campaign, I think, is great. I haven't finished the campaign. Yep. Um, you do come up to a part where you see Lando Calrissian. Yeah. I love Lando. And you know what? It's it's good. It made me chuckle. Yeah. Um, I can honestly say that the uh, mechanics around flying the TIE Fighters and the X-Wings are really good. Yep. I really enjoy them. Um, I've really enjoyed them in the campaign. What I will say is they feel a bit repetitive. Okay. Um, so oh, the actual missions? Yeah, okay. The actual missions. Right. You know, you're always you're always shooting something to blow it up. And I guess that is that is that's, in essence yeah. that's that's a TIE fighter versus X Wing battle, isn't it? Yeah. But put me in put me in a battle cruiser. Put me in um in uh, one of Admiral Akbar's fleet. You know, something like that. Like give me something a little bit different, something mm. a little bit heavier to chew on, mm. you know? Mm. Um put me in a, a different Christ, put me in a, a Y Wing, let me do a bombing run. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like do yep. do something a little bit different. Um so, yeah, like that's where I'm at currently with the campaign mm-hmm. and why I'm so sad about this. Because I think if microtransactions hadn't have been the headline, I think people would actually be coming at this from a, it hasn't set the world on fire, but you know what? It's not bad. No. I echo your comments actually pretty much to the, to the word in terms of multiplayer, the same thing. I've only played the multiplayer and I felt sadness when I started playing thinking, shit, this is such a good game. Mm. It looks beautiful. It looks beautiful. Beautiful. And you know what? It and plays smoothly. Yeah. I, I felt that it played very smoothly too. I'm, I might be wrong here, but I'm pretty sure that opening, when you the game first loads up, there's a little trickle of music that's not Star Wars, but it feels like Star Wars. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. And um, having a chat to a few gamers here at work, um, not just yourself, but also Carl downstairs, who um, we've talked about from time to time, mm-hmm. he said the same thing, man. I just feel... It's such a shame. Now, last night, I got so excited about it that I put on a little WhatsApp group I've got with my little um, gambling mates. Yeah. We've, we've all made a little bit of money out of um, doing a bit of uh, uh, spot gambling. Um, and the goal was to make enough money to buy an Xbox, which they have all done now, right? Mm-hmm. So I sent them all a message last night on WhatsApp. this is pretty bloody good, man. Make enough money to buy an Xbox. Well, yeah, well, I mean, that, you know. We, so you can all play. Yeah. And we used to have... Um, we famously had what we called Monday nights, which was Awesome Patrol. We were the Awesome Patrol playing Modern Warfare 2. Yep. Rust, Airport, all those missions, you know, multiplayer, having fun. Now, I've sent them all. I know they're all Star Wars fans. I've sent them all a message, a, a vision of um, a Starfighter fight from the multiplayer last night going, guys, get this fucking game, right? Because I want to bring this back. I want these guys gaming <clears> in the same lobby together, having fun, right? Yep. And my brother who I'm happy to admit, uh, happy to announce has just bought an Xbox again. Finally! Finally! Fucking old demo. So, a 1X? 
Uh, yep. So Hans Hans Blix is back. Hans Blix twenty nine. <laughs> Hello, Hans Blix. And he went. He went. Didn't you know about the boycott? Nerds are angry about this game. And I went to him, you'll be angry. There's no Jed Porkins unlockable. <laughs> Good one. And he went, that does anger me, right? Because yeah. he loves Jed Porkins. Yeah. The point being is that even people like my brother Damo, who is a gamer but hasn't gamed for a while and has been out of it for a while, knows about how angry people are about this game mm. and, and the taint that it's brought to this game, which is sad because the game is beautiful. The multiplayer, as I said to you, the only criticism I'll have about it is two things. One, the load times are terrible on a game. Like she loading up a game takes a long time mm. and it felt like the kind of thing that they could have either had a bit of more fun with it. They had that beautiful, there's a beautiful picture of a planet that comes up where you're going to Jakku, for example, and it's there and it looks, it looks amazing, but yep. that gets a bit old after a minute of waiting for a game to load up. Right. Mm. But the actual game's good. Um, I haven't seen a lot of variety and when I've played, it's always been the same buddy in the star. Battles so in terms of, in terms of, of the missions, missions. Yep. But I might, I might be just, I, I, wasn't aware that whether uh, more than a couple of levels, but I've only seen one or two on both the shoot 'em up with the stormtroopers and the rebel alliance, yeah. and then also in the in the space with um, the tie fighters and X wings and stuff, right? Because the thing is, there's eleven, there's eleven multiplayer. Locations. Well, I've, I've only, I mean I've played probably twenty games, and I've only seen two levels on each side. You got Naboo, Starkiller Base, Kamino, Takodana, Jakku, Yavin, yeah. Tatooine, Kashyyyk, which is Chewie's homeworld. Yep, yeah. uh, Hoth. Endor and oh, well, yeah. the second Death Star. I've seen none of those, but I, but maybe it's an unlockable thing too, Pete. Maybe I've got to get to a point. I'm only at level two, so I've only, yeah. But I've, it depends also what multiplayer modes you're playing. Well, that's true. Too. More often than not, as well, because there's there's a ton of multiplayer modes. Yeah, yeah, like the, yeah. yeah. Yep. So anyway, and I'm sure that will change once I have played a bit. Long. I'm coming from this from playing it for about an hour and a half, two hours, so not long. Um, but and the only thing I was going to say too, I feel like. Uh, and this is because I'm a noob too, but I feel like you die too easily. Um, I feel like they've put too much weight on a guy getting 50 kills in a game, in a 10-minute game, rather than a guy getting 30 kills in a game and still winning, but at least having a bit more of a battle. Mm. Um, so what are you, are you thinking? Are you, you're just thinking what the, the balance of the game is off in terms of multiplayer? Slightly, slightly. And it's not. It's, <laughs> it might be, I might be being old-fashioned, but I like the idea of a GoldenEye-type battle where you have a bit of a chance if, with a bit of ducking and weaving to get it back. And this is probably true to the movie and true to probably, you know, I've never been shot by a laser, obviously, but, you know, I imagine if you got shot by a laser, you wouldn't last very long. Have you right? played Heroes versus Villains? No. Okay. Because that's that, for me, I think, is, is a... I'm going to come out and, like, defend this a little bit because I, like, I think a lot of people get caught up in playing, you know, Galactic Assault <clears throat> or something like that, um, which is an amazing mode. But at the end of the day, the real the reality is it's forty versus forty, or I think yeah, more well, than that. No, that's yeah, yeah that's um, a good point. Heroes versus villains is probably the mode you want to have a look at yeah. because I mean, I now I haven't played it, but going back to the heroes versus villains of the first Battlefront uh, yep. that came out a couple of years ago, yep. there was a lot of back and forth. You know, like they would lead, then we would lead, then they would lead, then we would lead. It was very yeah, good well, like that's that. what I want. I mean, I didn't play a lot of Battlefront One because my internet at the time was pre-MBN, and yep. although my MBN now is not very good, it was terrible back then. So I, I actually am happy to report that so far it's been pretty good in that sense. Yep. I think the flying mechanics have been improved on greatly. Oh yeah, I, sensationally. I fucking, I fucking hated the flying in Battlefront One. I thought it was I actually it annoyed me. Whereas this one's a lot easier, and it's um like flying around. I was in a tie fighter last night. I was in an interceptor. It was unreal. The screen. It was unreal. The screen. Like the, oh that's my the God. thing. You know, like it I was just 
And they, <coughs> excuse me, the scream of the TIE fighter is one of the most recognizable sounds in the world. Yeah. You know, and this is what I mean again about why it's such a shame because it's the 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 headlines that have pumped out and the story that's pumped out has sort of taken away from the fact that as a Star Wars fan, can't you just enjoy it? You know what I mean? Yes. Why are you get Why are you looking out the because window? Because I'm seeing something very nice in the streets of Subiaco right now, Pete. That only people like you and I and a few million men would appreciate. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, keep talking. No, no, not at all. It's fine. I, I totally get it. Um, <laughs> it's like Jimmy R just going point. Look over there. Now, the you know that, and I, you know what, Christ, I one part of the campaign sees you as Arden Versio jump into an X-wing. Um, oh God! And you know what, swing. Yeah, the second X-wing, the, the second <laughs> X-wing, <laughs> the second that you hear that X-wing power up. Yeah. And man, I got I got a good feeling. I had a smile on my face. I got goosebumps, like you know. And then to see the attack for you know the, to hear the call attack foils to attack position, yep. you know, and to oh, see God. the X's open up, like ah, you know what I mean? It's stuff like that that makes me go, okay, you know what? Sure, they fucked up, but what a shame that they fucked up with the microtransactions yeah. because we have a good game here. It's not perfect. No. But it is a good game. Um, haters going to hate, aren't they? And the problem with something like this is that when they um, do what they did, the haters come out, you know. And it's oh, ta- all I guns mean, blazing. It takes... Um, and they have every right to because they were greedy as fuck yeah, with this one. I liken me and you playing this to a bit like when a union calls strike and someone goes, you know what, I'm going to go to work. Mm. Scab! Scab! <laughs> And I, feel, I felt last I actually feel a bit guilty playing it because, and I've been on the record, obviously, in a public domain like a podcast saying two weeks ago, I'm not going to play it. Mm. I'm going to I'm going to refuse. And then what, next week I'm going to buy it. Yeah. So I, I've obviously eaten um, my <coughs> words when it comes to that. But And I, I do feel a bit of that guilt. But I it's more the sense of sadness about what is, I think, a pretty bloody good game mm. that's been tainted a bit. Um, the other thing that I think people have forgotten about and rightly so given um what has dominated this story for so long Mm. is that there's a ton of content coming our way for free now there are expansion passes um but there is a ton of content there are going to be seasons right i won't go into too much detail about the seasons i don't want to spoil too much but when season one begins you pick a side that you'll fight for during season one, earn rewards for yourself and your faction as you battle for the dark side or the light. Oh, great. Who would you pick? I'd pick, I want to go dark side. I'm a light side guy. I want to go the dark side this time I've around. always been, you know, last night I was thinking to myself, if my 10 year old self could see me flying a TIE fighter, mm. he would be horrified because I was always Luke Skywalker in the X-Wing man. The, um, still am. Just uh, <laughs> bullseyeing womp rats from your speeder. <laughs> yeah. Right. Little farm boy. <laughs> Looking at two moons All right. on, the, on, the, on, the, on the horizon. <laughs> Actually, um, if you go to Neil deGrasse Tyson's Star Talk podcast, yeah. his latest episode regarding physics, he talks about those two moons. Does he? Yeah. And uh, and it's it's very interesting. Do you know, uh, sorry, and I, I watching a movie this morning, I had a terrible sleep called Clerks. Have you ever seen that? Really shitty old 90s film. A, a great film, but ver- very much a 90s film. But they talked about the sadness of the th- the second Jedi. This is when they had the three films. 
the second Death Star blowing up and Return of the Jedi because of all the independent contractors that would have been on that thing building it. <laughs> They got killed. They got involved in a fight that they were, they were just there. To, they were just there to put up, you know, the structure and, and the, the the aluminium siding and stuff, and then they get killed. It's in the- so true, so true. So yeah, I think. What do we both agree that it's it's just a damn shame the way it all went because it's a. I, I yeah I. It's gonna have that taint forever, and that's the sad thing about it. Because yeah. it's, it's a good game. It's a great game. It's I, game. I actually love it. I yeah. Not perfect, but a good game. Um, again, just to finish up, just real quick, um, you know, these are the other things that are coming. The Last Jedi comes to the battlefront. Celebrate the release of Star Wars. The Last Jedi is heroes, locations, starfighters, and more from the movie. Come to the game as free content update for all players. Mm. Now, this was all planned. This this wasn't. Oh, so this wasn't. A, this a isn't pay, a knee jerk reaction. PR company going, no, you lose. This yeah. isn't a knee jerk reaction to all the shit with the microtransactions. This is yep. all pre planned. Yep. Um. Week three, ace pilots of the New Republic and First Order. Prove your dogfighting skills as you fight for your side in Starfighter Assault to unlock new rewards. And then there's a holiday celebration as well. Special holiday playlist uh, where you can play your favorite modes. and all that. The fact of the matter is um, they've, they've worked really hard on this game. To the and, and this was just a PR disaster to the detriment of the people who actually worked on it. Mm. Um, yes, it's got its flaws, but... I can I can genuinely say, mm. if you're a Star Wars fan, you will be happy playing it. Oh yeah, and that's what Chris said. Chris on our Facebook page. That's essentially his um his thoughts. And I thought were, if you're a Star Wars fan, you will love this game. Mm. Which is and and you know, it's the sights, the sounds. It's a bit like the Goldeneye thing, Pete. It's it's tying into a movie, but it uses all the elements of that movie that we love. It's not just the movie. It's it's the story. It's the sounds it's the it's the song it's all that stuff and this thing ties in beautifully to yeah. that so now i hope people understand that um this these are genuine comments about this game i know last week we mentioned that ea has provided us with the copy um and we are still holding true to the fact that regardless of who comes our way with what we will be genuine and honest and transparent with our thoughts on it yeah. and um i'm sure you can hear throughout that discussion that we just had that there are shit parts of the game but I think it's. I think we would be doing a disservice to you, um, not to tell you that there are good parts of the game as well. I just think, yeah, like we said last week, I think our saying is we will call a turd a turd. Yeah, we'll call a turd a turd. <laughs> uh, look, Dan, jeez, um, that bloody hour went quick. <laughs> Were you going for four, 30 minutes or something? I was like going for 30 oh odd minutes before God. you rocked up, you lazy fuck. <laughs> What were you hey, doing? Oh, it's a fucking meeting we had for the radio station, which I had to be at. Yep. So, I know. And I had to move my car. I've got to piss off now, too. Yeah, now you got to go. It sucks, because I uh, mentioned at the top of the podcast that there was going to be a Got You In My Sights and a Retro Pick of the Week. Oh, man, I've got a good Got You In My Sights, too, but I'll save it for next week. All right, save it for next week. I've got a real um, And look, in terms of uh, Retro Pick of the Week, real quick, mm. if you want a um, a perfect Game Boy that's never been opened before... Mm. Go to the old school retro game zone, AUS. Um, if you've got a grand to drop on it, there's one there. Not that say, have you bid on it? No. <laughs> my wife fucking killed me. You value your marriage. I value I value my nuts. That's what I value. Um, a big thanks and shout out. Let's go through them again. PLE Computers, our tech sponsors, ripper. you bloody beauty. Absolute ripper. Um, Blue Planet PR, absolute champions. Thank you so much. Don't forget to check out the Game On AUS uh, Facebook page, the Tick. closed groups, God Mode, and also um, Destiny 2 Clan. 
Tickety tick tick. Um, the Bungie Destiny Two Clan, plenty tick. going on there. Yep. And Twitch.tv slash PD Power Up. Yep. Uh, what else is there? Oh, if you're listening at andrewhoag.com, H A U G. Rock thank on. Thank you very much. And rock on. Rock on. To rock that. on. Rock on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Qantas have, and Jetstar. Qantas and Jetstar. If you're jumping you're on a flying, flight. And that happens a lot. We get a lot of messages from people saying, hey, yep. check this out. Qantas International and Domestic. You Jetstar are welcome. Domestic. You are so welcome. <laughs> um, brand new one coming up in a couple of weeks for that as well. Awesome. All right. We will catch you back here for a very special edition of the podcast coming up next week. Have a great weekend in gaming. And as we always say, Dan, for the love of gaming, do not forget to save.